0: To Minority Minority Corner. Corner.
1: With an Eke. And James. The The Wonder Wonder Twins Twins of Podcasting. Podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. (laughs) This week on Minority Corner.
0: It is episode one forty nine. What are we doing?
1: Well, I am talking about Asian Americans in all the TV shows that are premiering this fall. Oh, it is fall season, one of my favorite seasons. So there's gonna be some Asian
0: Americans on TV this year.
1: Yes, thank God. And it's in all sorts of things: in science fiction, and some what? action series, and some family dramas, and some romantic stuff. I think, you know, and there's going to be some awesome actresses and actors that you may have heard of. So let's support them.
0: All right, okay, okay. Why can't wait for that? And then I am going to, keeping the election is, I think we're 29 days away from the election from when we are recording this, so even less by the time we do this episode on Friday. So there are a slew of uh, queer folks going out there and running for House of Representatives, state governor, all kinds of stuff. So I want to let you know who some of these candidates are, who you can support from wherever you are and get these names out there into the world so we can get our our queer voices so we're gonna rock the queer vote today I love it let's vote everybody oh hmm. and I uh, I think there's some other things I want to talk to you about a certain ladies tour in Africa mm. and- mm-hmm. <laughs> And I had a very interesting interaction with an older white lady at a Starbucks, and I want to get your opinion on it.
1: Yeah, and I finally saw Black Klansman, so we can talk a little bit about that, too. Let's talk
0: about it. And also, Russian bots. We need to have a conversation.
1: All right. Enjoy, guys. boom shakalaka what's going on saying
0: that boom shakalaka just talking right over me
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was my way of greeting you and then i had a question i I, uh, I don't think anybody says that did people (laughs) used to say that I think they did. I just saw Black Plansmen okay. over the weekend. Ooh, did, And what they you did think? say that did in they the say, movie. Wait, they said boom they did. shakalaka. How they did they black out that part of the movie? <laughs> because it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god, is it some like white person
0: saying it to him no,
1: or it's... it's the Black Panther saying it to each other. Oh, interesting. Good for us. Yeah, well, I'm I know, bringing I it back. Know. Back to my people's. I mean you knew it from something.
0: Well, I think, uh, I feel like it was like a basketball thing in NBA Jams or like Shaquille O'Neal. Someone used to like, I think it was in NBA Jams, you would slam dunk and then the announcer would go, boom, shaka-laka. Oh, okay. Which is awkward because it was a white announcer too.
1: I don't know. Well, maybe I'm thinking something else, but I swear they said that and I just oh think you of like, has-a-la- what was that, Asala alaikum. No, I know
0: that. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) Sure. No, I'm pretty sure they said that. Oh. But it could have just been like Spike Lee having like a fever dream or something. Could have been. Did you, what, did you enjoy Black Clownsman? Yeah, I did enjoy it. It was, it was pretty good. It was, one of um, his better ones that he's done in a while, right? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like. (sighs) I'm glad that it was out there, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it should have been like, this is a movie for white people. I Mm, don't know. Like a disclaimer.
0: (laughs) Well, it's also, I think it's also awkward to go back and look at it too, because it's historically inaccurate in terms of like that cop, That black cop was, like, (laughs) really terrible. Like In the end, like, he was doing good things for the black community. But in the beginning, like, he was infiltrating the Black Panthers a lot. I mean, well, he did
1: in the movie. They showed it a a little
0: bit. bit. It was, like, a hot second. And that's actually a lot
1: of his career, actually, was that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. It just was very, it was dramatized. Right. And I think like the end result was kind of anticlimactic, but I think purposefully anticlimactic. But also just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like if they were gonna do like black exploitation kind of mocking, which I feel like they which, kind of were yeah. aiming mm-hmm. at a little bit, they should have leaned way heavier into it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe that's just me because I know the story so. Right. And I. Ha- I. Wh- I had yeah. never
0: seen any of the footage from the uh, Charles. Was it in
1: Charleston? The oh yeah, they did show the Charleston. The Charleston raids and, and that, then the the car. Yeah, thing.
0: running over the the people. I had never seen the actual footage of that. So. I ha- oh you didn't yeah it was pretty yeah. shocking and he got permission obviously from her mother to be able to use it because he wanted to again sort of show those parallels of kind of like where we are with these tiki torches and these clansmen they are they're back right. y'all
1: yeah I know and I, I think the biggest point is like they never really went away yes yep you're absolutely right yeah you know. that is it Mm-hmm. it was I mean it's, I, I liked it more than I think you said like last time when you were talking about it definitely it's higher up than some of his other movies right yeah that's why I felt like I felt
0: like he was getting back I felt like Spike Lee was getting back truer to his old form so it was kind of yeah and seeing him like do something like and to jump back into the frames of the conversation I was like okay go ahead Spike Lee get on back in here exactly
1: <laughs> and also like it was way better than that she's gotta have it I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, say it. I know I know you're not a fan <laughs> I know you're not a fan I get it I understand
0: and, I mean I'm not like I'm not like a huge fan of She's Gotta Have It I remember I had seen She's Gotta Have It before I'd seen Insecure so I'm coming at it, came at it from a different angle because for me I was like oh I haven't seen a story like this before with a messy black female lead okay Spike Lee oh she's bisexual like I was just going along the ride I did it backwards
1: <laughs> I just felt like it was like Spike Lee pretends he knows what's going on with millennials, <laughs> <laughs> which was like I'm, you don't. <laughs> I'll give you, i give you all that. Um, and okay,
0: I had an yeah. awkward moment with the older white lady at Starbucks today. What happened? I was. At Starbucks, it was very crowded. As Starbucks is in New York, every Starbucks, and there was this younger white woman who was sitting there at a table that like had room for two, and she wanted to share her table with me. And I was thinking, gosh, like I, I she only had like a cup on there. I had my laptop and I had it on my lap Uh because she wouldn't make space for me on her table that she was using. I, and I was thinking in my head, I was like, man, I hope to think that I would share my table with someone. She got up Mm. and then I got to have the table. And then this older white woman came over and like, she was like, hey, do you mind without skipping a beat? And like, yeah, you sit on down. Cause I just, you know, I, 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 I knew that if the moment had come for me to be able to share my table, I would share my table. It's New York, there's not a lot of space. We're on this together. And then we're yeah. having friendly banter go back and forth and she had to get her whipped cream on the hot chocolate and i was like ooh yeah you, you almost forgot the the you almost forgot the best part just like oh you just need some and these crazy times the world's just so crazy these days i'm like yeah and i was like and then i said well i can't really think of a time when it wasn't crazy maybe 50,000 years ago and uh-huh. then she says uh-huh. well <laughs> when Uh-oh. i was growing up in the 1950s and then
1: i She did not bring up the 1950s. And so I,
0: of course, like just give her a sort of a laugh and go, well, I think for some people in my family who, you know, were growing up in you know, segregated South, it wasn't the best of times there either. Right And instead of like To me And I, I said it as You know Night mm-hmm. Jovial as I could To me it's like yeah. a con- She got really awkward And just shut down And just Like Kept staring well, off yeah, to the side Well yeah I mean side. She's not
1: gonna Of course she's gonna Shut down I, But like That's the point I mean
0: I, I wasn't saying it In a way to try to Shut it down It was like a way of, For me As an opportunity To have a conversation I guess I was disappointed That like The conversation Ended right there Cause that was not My intention It was like Right.
1: Wait, was she the barista? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> oh, she was just a customer. She was just, yeah, she was
1: just a customer who sat down uh, next to me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I mean, that's like the thing. I'm glad that you said it. I hate that perception where everybody just thinks like, oh, everything was great in the 50s. The 50s fucking sucks. Yeah. 50- the 50s to me was a time of terror. Mm. I would never want to oh, yeah. travel back to the 50s. Fuck no. Well, I also think it's a
0: perception too that I think that in general, for the most part, and not... Everybody's childhood is like this, but I think for the most part, we have fond memories of our childhood because we don't... We weren't... We're not aware of all the things that are happening. You weren't happening. paying attention, and, yeah. And I, I, hopefully, I hope that you, you are in... I hope you had a childhood where you didn't have to pay attention, where you were able to just kind of be a kid for a period of time because once right. you take that pill, <laughs> you know, that mate was the blue pill, then you know all the information oh. and there's no going oh going back to sleep, yes. you know? I, <laughs> I know. I think that, like, even... I can look back and think like, oh, the 90s were so amazing, but you know, more documentaries I watched. No, the 90s fucking sucked. Yeah, but as a child, I had a great time. That's because I didn't have to pay attention. I didn't have to pay any taxes. I didn't have to do any of that shit, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. That's de- that's definitely been on my mind a lot lately. And also, I think when I was a teenager, when you're a teenager, you're self centered, basically. Mm. That's just, and that's not a dig or anything. It's just um, psychologically mm. known that your brain is forming and you're more predisposed to be more self focused. So, yeah. When it used to, I would say, like, even, at, like, I feel like even in your 20s, you're kind of selfish. I, is that with your brain, too? I no. Um, mm, I don't, Just an observation <laughs> then on my part <laughs> <laughs> Just an observation I, on my part I would say that I, I was pretty go- self aware <laughs> My Like I, 20s is when I became radicalized A little bit that's when mm, yeah. I started to pay attention to the world and kind of saw myself within the world context and stuff but I don't know everybody develops differently you know mm, mm. So I guess the observation, I've seen like people I know who are in their 20s and I, I
0: always say this to my, myself too like I mean I'm, I'm volunteering now like the, the idea of like creating community and family is something that hit me more so when I turned in my 30s whereas in like my 20s it was like more so like let's go out and let's go have fun and get fucked up and I'm making out with this person you're making out with that that person and i don't no, know i mean my- I,
1: but you did didn't you start to get more like you volunteered for the campaign trail in your 20s like I'm well, it was about, my job i'm just i'm saying like you become more aware of the politics and
0: i see okay yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on was, in the world
1: okay i'll go with
0: you yeah so i was aware of the things that were going on in the world but i was also looking out for me myself and i on the dance floor
1: well yeah but i mean <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. -hmm. Fair
0: enough. That makes sense. On another front, Uh guess who went, guess who's
1: out of Africa? Oh god Melania Melania and her fucking outfits Whatever you want And like what's going on What is happening She's a racist lady
0: (laughs) What do you mean Please describe for anybody Who hasn't seen
1: Well she's just dressed stupid She is wearing So basically the big fervor That's going on right now She's wearing a pith hat And for anybody who doesn't know A pith hat is what you would Traditionally think of As a British colonizer would wear You know Like that British colonizer out in like Africa or India with like their um, indigenous manservant killing rhinoceros or whatever stealing land from people subjugating people like that type of hat is literally synonymous with that type of Time period. Just basically, she decided to wear that stupid hat while going to Africa, mm. I, which is, you know, bad clothing choice,
0: right? It's just, such a, it's. I mean, I clearly, again, this is like we we always talk about why it's so important to have like a diverse group of people behind the scenes, not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera as well, because someone could have mm-hmm. like stopped and said, "This isn't a good idea." It's like when she wore that, like I forget where she was going, somewhere important, and she wrote, like she wore that jacket that says, "Like I don't really care." on She's
1: going to see the children that <laughs> were in the internment camp. Oh, my God. Ugh. I just like so tonally like deaf on her be best I don't campaign. Think, I don't even want to give her that. I want to say that she's a racist woman and that's her way of signaling it. Oh, because that's the thing that pisses me off about the whole Melania discussion. It's either people think that she's this helpless woman that just got lost in Trump's madness. I don't think that or she's stupid and I mm. think, no, I'm not giving her that. Oh. I'm giving her the reason that she is with Trump for a reason is because she's a racist woman. Because, mm-hmm. like, how do you stand by and just, like, let this person
0: say these? I ha- Like, you have to hear what right. he's saying. And so you right. probably agree with him on some level. I see what you're saying. And I think, yep. Yeah. I will co sign on that. Like-
1: our our country kind of gives a lot of leeway. I hate to say this, but our country gives a lot of leeway to white women, and especially if they're attractive. Mm-hmm. And even if they aren't, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Our country <laughs> even favors, the non-attractive white ladies get our country uh, favors get, white get, women, get, and they give them a whole lot more leeway. If Michelle Obama mm. were to do an ounce of anything that Melania had oh done, oh my God. When she wore bare arms at, like, some very important, like, I think,
0: like, the first presidential something or other, people were in pitchforks. Exactly. And when I say people, like, you know, racist Republicans. Conservatives. Not all Republicans, but racist conservatives were in pitchforks.
1: I would even say your run-of-the-mill regular person who who might be um, not consider themselves political. Like... Mm. I just feel like there's a lot of it's the same reason going back to the black mortality. Yeah. The, pe- people don't give enough leeway, they give too much leeway to white women, and then on the opposite spectrum, they give no leeway to black women. Look how Serena Not was treated when she, you know, during yep. the U.S. I heard- Open. I heard some older woman, uh, older or white French. woman talking
0: uh, talking about it on the subway, and it just was so infuriating to me, because the way that she was speaking, it was like, to me, like, I could hear the subtext underneath is just like, but you're saying it because she's a black woman, and you don't right. think, like, and you're viewing her behavior as something so
1: abnormal and just so ruckus, you know? Exactly. It's the truth. It's, it's, yeah. ugh, yuck. But that's you- why I will never give... Mrs. Trump, any credit. As you should. And then she also was wearing an outfit that some of the memes were posing
0: that uh, looks like the same outfit that the Nazis were wearing in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, I kind of, I love that. That
1: was funny. It also looked a little
0: <laughs> smooth criminal, too. Her
1: fashion style was a is lot.
0: stupid. <laughs> There's our tax dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen. Tax dollars at work. Dumb fashion. Uh, do you know who is a white woman that is doing it up, though, who I want to give all the snaps to? Who? RBG. Notorious okay. RBG They'll Ruth Bader Ginsburg Tell me, about Ginsburg. Her. Tell me. Sure. I finally got to see her documentary It's on Hulu So if you have Hulu Definitely check it out nice. And again In the same vein As like Jane Fonda I love celebrating These important women While they're still alive and, Right Because RBG is someone That you hear a lot about But you don't really You're like Oh yeah Everyone's like She's great But like I don't know why But she's great, great You know mm-hmm. And I mean She argued I think six different cases In front of the Supreme Court And mm. won all, All but one of them that's awesome and when you look at her like she's been on, she's on the Supreme Court Thurgood Marshall was on the Supreme Court and you look at the we used to have these justices who used to, who really did something you know right right like and then you get Brett Kavanaugh it's like what the fuck did you do to earn this spot like nothing I mean it just goes to show like mm-hmm. what a black man and a white woman had to do to earn these spots on the Supreme Court you know right they had to be, they had to like fucking really make their mark here on, on, on history. I, and, and, and it's interesting too. the documentary, like she had never said, and I'm really excited too, cause I haven't watched the documentary and now there's the movie that's coming out about mm-hmm. her as well. And I, yeah, just like, I, I like the, the way that she kind of went about, uh, being involved in, like, the feminist movement and things like that and, and argue and doing it from a, uh, you know, in, in, in the court. And she had never really set out to be the dissenting voice on the uh, Supreme Court. Right. When she first arrived in the 90s, um, and I think she came in after Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh So I think, again, like, sort of... Um, uh, the ripple effects of what that you know represented with Clarence Thomas, yeah, because she came in '93, mm-hmm. and she actually was like one of the more moderate judges on the Supreme Court but as you know all these other judges started yeah. getting appointed and the documentary is a really interesting point to remind us that there's like four people who because Bush Bush I believe appointed to and now Trump's appointed to and there's four people who are sitting there that right. were not legitimate who were, were appointed by illegitimate presidents
1: oh so you're bringing up the point basically those presidents did not win the popular vote. Exactly. They didn't win the popular vote. And 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 again, and you've said this before, it's like
0: elections have consequences. And right, these they people do. will have these lifetime appointments and really fucked on that judicial branch. And I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's like, I think she's 84. 86. And, Eighty-six. Wow, well, look at you knowing your R B G facts. No, well, you know. I, <laughs> and I mean, like, I just, I just send her vitamins and prayers. And that woman, she works out on a regular basis. It's just a really great documentary of just really getting to know her. And it was interesting to point. I didn't think about this, but apparently a lot of people were trying to pressure her to when Obama was still in office uh. to step down, so that way he could appoint someone else. And they asked, Do you uh. regret? Do you regret now doing that? And oh, she wow. kind of thinks to herself, "She's like, I'm gonna serve for as long as I am able to still do uh, this job." Right. No, so. I think that
1: that's excellent. Oh, she's actually 85. We both were wrong. Um, we're, meet you in the middle. <laughs> I know. So um, yeah, I mean, I I. I feel kind of, it's morbid how so many people are basically saying don't die. That kind of bums me out a little bit. I know. But But at the same time, it's kind of like, but it's true. Yeah, but also I want to point out that we should maybe turn our attention away from Ruth Bader Ginsburg in terms of uh, placating ourselves because apparently there's rumors going around that if we do not manage to flip the House and the Senate, then um, Clarence Thomas will step down. Oh. Meaning Trump will get another appointee. So oh. vote.
0: Damn. <laughs> yeah, you're right. God damn, that Supreme Court is all kinds of a mess. And they used yeah. to have, like, you know, they used to have more. So when they were voting, it was more they're able to kind of come together on decisions. But Ruth has time and time again had to be the dissenting voice against just so many issues that have been been, been going through, and she's been had to, to be the one. The one solo vo- voice, and yeah. also too, I the documentary reminded me that I Gore lost by like six hundred votes in Florida.
1: Ugh. Yeah, it was it was really close. It was crazy. And there well,
0: it should have been a recount. It's it's so maddening. Yeah, so maddening. I know.
1: So basically, fact of the matter is, we just got to go out there and vote. That's like, I mean, I saw something recently on Twitter that had me thinking. Um, somebody posted. I don't know who it was because it was a friend that I follow liked it where they said like you know it's really kind of patronizing when um you say how disillusioned you are and sad you are and then the response is vote I don't I that I've been thinking about that a lot and I think Mm -hmm. that we we all need to be Very cautious of each other's feelings and and very open and honest with one another. But this is too crucial of a time to be upset about something like that. I feel mm-hmm. like Oh yeah you're. It's like you're friendly fire man Like know. you know like I am not
0: the enemy my words That I are know, trying I, to I feel inspire like, yeah. and do good You're not you know
1: I, yeah, yeah I mean yeah I get how It's kind of like yeah we need to be Paying attention to each other's feelings And it, there is a sense of hopelessness that you need to be able to Reckon with and it's awful But that I really Do think that voting is a Part of it though too yeah. Like I don't i completely endorse people saying like oh voting isn't the only thing and you need to go out there and like um, volunteer and blah 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 which is great but at this particular election i don't need a but i need a yes i am going to vote yeah, that's it. You're, it's more like you're just doing confirmation. You're like checking in. All right, you
0: got to vote too, right? Right. You know, And then yes and to all the other myriad of ways that you can get involved. And, and it's, in, it's in many ways. It's even talking about it on your podcast. It's talking about it uh, right. to your relatives, your family, your friends. Like there's so many different ways that uh, yeah. this comes in. And it's sort of just like, we don't have time to nitpick that, you know? Like right. we don't have time for you to nitpick me telling you to go and vote. Like that's, we're on the same side here. Let's go out and do our things. Don't got time. Right. Right, yeah, it's too and crucial. And beware of, I'm like, those Russian bots. Those mm. Russian bots. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Because they'd be getting us on all kinds of different angles. The Russian bots had us at The Last Jedi. Two hundred. It was like, found that 200,000 200, tweets mm-hmm. uh, were sent out by Russian bots to create dissonance about people's opinions about The Last Jedi. Mm. And That's overall... Weird which has been but you know what the point of it is Mm -hmm. is to create dissonance amongst us that we can't even agree that we're fighting Uh, about everything
1: yeah right. like Mm -hmm. i'm like
0: get out of my pop culture this seems personal putin this seems personal (laughs) can we have this like don't come for my pop culture yeah can i get oh it's maddening and it's just like it's moves like that it's like fuck we are at like we're at the cyber war and like no right. one's doing anything to really combat this sort of cyber war warfare in my I opinion am. Well, yes, you. Well, because I mean, like,
1: librarians—that's <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> all we do. That's the thing. Fair that's enough. like, yeah. so f- we wouldn't yeah. be at this point if mm. people actually check their
0: resources, yes. their sources. Yeah, if they mm-hmm. evaluated
1: their sources, if they read their sources, if they saw where things were coming from, if they really looked into. Mm. For example, I yeah. got a flyer in the mail today—not today, Not today <laughs> but like a couple of days ago—and it's basically mm-hmm. talking about Oakland taxes, housing taxes, and it gave some scary facts about how how (laughs) oakland housing taxes are gonna go up and so much and blah 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 so i noticed that there wasn't first red flag there weren't any citations saying where the facts were coming from second red flag i said let me look up this company let me see who this who this (gasps) is this volunteer all they had was a facebook page Okay. And yeah. on their Facebook page they had one person and a Gmail account. <laughs> and I looked up that guy and all he was doing was selling vitamins. So I it's can't. like <laughs> Oh, Nancy. Got Nancy is, Drew.
0: They got a neck if it's Clark, No, but this stuff
1: is simple and it's really yeah. kind of like bothering me that it's like it's so simple and yet we are constantly I'm in the schools and, and faculty don't ever want to have librarians come in because it takes too much time. Um, mm. People want to just look at whatever links they're looking at. information is being distilled into bite-sized bits to, to favor cert- certain perspectives. When all we really need to do is just take a second. Mm-hmm. It literally takes a minute to be like how long did it take you to do that research? A min- like literally a minute or two yeah right yeah like i i'm begging the world and i know that mm-hmm. other librarians are with me on this yeah just take a minute if something seems weird if something seems off just take a minute and look into it and you will discover that it is weird and off and it's a russian <laughs> bot like and it's a russian bot yeah a lot of these Ugh. things are so fucking obvious
0: Yeah. I guess I just wish that, like, our political leaders and obviously our president who's like best friends with Putin won't, you know, say anything. But it's like, I mean, there's, this is going to be a growing thing. There is definitely a threat that's coming from, you know, they've meddled in our elections. Now they're meddling into our pop culture conversations. And I just don't think that there's, like, we, the librarians are the are only ones on the front line, so thank you to librarians You're who welcome. are w- leading <laughs> just, the charge.
1: Because you, because our just, government's failing us. No, well, government hasn't. I don't. You know, yeah. government's always been a shady industry, to be honest. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so, you ain't now ever. Now it's just like. More in out in the faces. open just They're not like, even oh. trying To like pretend
0: To hide it And pretend that You know this Shit's not crazy uh, Right I know it's Okay weird. Well this was Well thank you for that And yeah. shall we Now kick it off Into your corner
1: Yeah let's We're gonna go Full fledged Into pop culture Ooh, We're gonna be uh-oh. talking about Are we protected From the bots Yeah well this is no Okay vibe. you got us. This is Okay pure good source Information Perfect. From your local librarian See? About Asian Americans on fall tv premieres take that russian bots
0: are you tired of trying to keep up with the news cycle is bad stuff happening too fast for you to process don't you wish there was an easy way to find out about only the most important info you need hi
1: we're lisa and Emily, <laughs> why don't you try our podcast, Baby Geniuses? On each episode of our podcast, we discuss a weird Wikipedia page, such as
0: Flatulence Humor, Clamato, Catalan Witches, Slippy the Microsoft Office Helper, Death During Consensual Sex, and the Talking Mongoose. We ask each other stupid questions.
1: Uh, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you got a packet with like 300 seeds in it, what kind of plant would you choose the seeds to be? <laughs> That felt like you were assigned to ask me a question And there were certain words you weren't allowed to use We talk about Martha
0: Stewart, her pony, and other celebrity horse news Ben Chunch Every other week on Maximum Fun Baby Geniuses
1: Baby Geniuses Tell something we don't know
0: Aneke, Aneke, she got the information. She's gonna I do. give it to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was your song. Yeah, no, that's
1: good. <laughs> I mm-hmm. um wanted to take a moment. I was reading this blog, which is very popular. It's called Angry Asian Man. Oh. Um, it's it's all about Asian pop culture and all of that. I think they like Um, broke a lot of the scar joe kind of information and all of that which is kind of so um if i would say check it out and there is an article basically called all the asians on tv fall 2018 series premieres so it lists all the asian americans that are going to be um or just asians on um television this fall and new shows and there are 19
0: and i would just like to say
1: that is probably the amount of the cast of this is us um so we need to up that a little (laughs) bit more yeah
0: yeah (laughs) 'Cause like I it's so funny I was like ooh 19 but then you think about like how many shows are out there it's like not that many
1: Exactly. It would be But nice. this is
0: 19 is this 19 new ones? This is like yeah. so there are okay. So yeah, like but it's not counting like Oliver off of how to shows get away. With, so it's not but it's not counting like Oliver off of how to get away with murder. No, no okay.
1: but I mean I don't want to give any favors because all of these new shows a lot of these are just like tokens on the show So if you add up oh. all the You know white people that are on all of these shows Compared yeah. to all the Asian people I'm sure it triples doubles or quadruples You know Yeah or even what's a the quadruple of A five five ball Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay so I'm not gonna go through all of them Because 19 is a lot But I'm gonna mm. hit some of the ones that Might be exciting to Yeah and it might be exciting to listeners Okay so the first one, and I know this one, you're probably going to be excited about because you keep trying to sneak it into the beginning conversations of the what? podcast, Don't and we never get to it. And we never get to it.
0: Charmed reboot. <What's> show? <laughs> <laughs> cut for time <laughs> keeps getting cut for time. Wait, there. I thought it was uh, quote unquote Latinas. Did you hear about the Latina debacle casting? But
1: those are the sisters. Okay. So, um, the actress Nico Hamada is going to be playing Ellen Tamaki on the reboot mm. of Charmed. Um, she is playing a detective on a local police force whose romantic <gasps> relationship with Mel, one of the sisters, complicates Ooh, her yes. investigation. What? See, just, okay, I'm glad you just gave me this information, because Mm -hmm. I was
0: about to sign off from Charm, because I just heard something. Now I'm back in. Like, that sounds good,
1: right? Interracial lesbian relationship with witches? Into it. Well apparently the
0: Mary Sue had just reported today that the mm-hmm. apparently so it's being dubbed it's a Latin X like a Latin Latin X like charmed mm-hmm. but only one of the actresses is actually Latina. Oh. Uh, the, and it is in the story that one of them is like half black and half la- la- Latina yeah. uh, but the other one who was like her full blood sister is like there, it, so there are two black women actually on the show, oh. and so it's now it's getting into a thing of like, well, you said it was going to be this other thing, and now it's not, um. and that they didn't even all audition with each other, and so now it's this thing of just like, oh, you just it's sort of like a colorism thing. You just thought like, oh, they these three have the right skin tone. Oh, Let go. Let's, complicated. Let's cast complicated. Well, you know, and what? then the Mar- the Mary Sue looked into it further, and that it was like five white women are producing the show, and oh. so it's again like why it's so important to have. People behind the scenes as well,
1: but I do like the fact that they hired a Asian woman. Yeah, and this is
0: and one of the head. I think the head writers of uh, Jane the Virgin, I believe. So Mm. I have I have hope, and the posters say "Stronger Together" because it's really trying to unite charmed fans, new and old, together Mm. and stand by these girls, stand by these women.
1: Well, watch it if you want to. Ellen Tamaki is going to be an actress on that show. I'm into it. You got me back on. Thanks, Ineke. I I can go home now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start
0: watching it now. (laughs) It's not on yet, but I'll just be watching my screen waiting.
1: Okay, so here's another one. This one is something that I'm kind of interested in because it's following in line with Riverdale, where they're taking Archie Comics, <laughs> making it kind of sexy, and it's the chilling adventures of Sabrina. That's
0: Sabrina. Ooh, mm-hmm. I saw the trailer. It looks spooky.
1: Yeah, so basically, they have what's her face from Mad Men is playing Sabrina, the teenage witch, this time around. Oh, that's where
0: she's from. Mm-hmm. She's from
1: Mad Men. Yeah, I forget her name, but she's, you know, little like it girl. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a is she a teenager still. Who knows? Anyways, she grew up on Mad Men, but we're not yeah. talking about her. We it's are about talking her. about um, Tati Gabrielle. And Tati Gabrielle Plays Prudence A student at the Academy Of Unseen Arts And the de facto leader Of a trio of witches Another witch theme As the Weird Sisters (laughs) Um, Beautiful and cunning Prudence nurses A deep personal And possibly life-threatening Grudge against Sabrina So antagonist yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the trailer I might have spotted in that trio as well a uh, maybe another girl with a little melanin in her skin. Mm, okay. uh, so I got excited about that too.
1: Cool. Um, I'm going to skip this Hulu drama. I'm gonna uh, you know, this show looks really stupid, but I'm just gonna okay. bring it up anyways., um, It's called God Friended Me oh i heard about this show what would you do if god sent you a friend request and is I that it the, yeah that one and i think the lead <laughs> is a black guy so that's you know okay. and Here for um, that. so the um so the guy, cbs yeah you know cbs is trying um on this <laughs> on this show we are looking at S- suraj sharma and Mm -hmm. shura sharma plays miles who's the black guy who's the main guy um plays his best friend rakish who is a Mm -hmm. hacker who helps him research the ignatic um the god account which you know friended him you know not really breaking stereotypes but still i'm glad that they got two diverse leads on the top and of this show. And on CBS which is unheard of, right. I feel. Right. Exactly. So, you know what? I'm I'll take it even though the show will probably be canceled. Fight me on it. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: if you're a huge fan, go watch it. Yeah, and go get watch all your it. friends and family to watch it. If you yeah. get a And actually, if you've got that much energy to rally some support, go work on a campaign. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe. Because you do it a lot. Maybe we don't die on that, that energy. Hill. Don't die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, so this one I'm actually pretty excited about because this is like, it's on NBC and it's like your stereotypical kind of family comedy. But it's called so it's called i feel bad and it's about this woman who um is named Emmet, and her name is saria blue and she Mm. is um indian american and the family and her family is indian american so therefore her the mother that's cast is is indian american and the father that's cast is indian and um her husband is white, so the kids are interracial. But it's just they do acknowledge it, so it isn't like, oh, you know, just like the casting oh
0: yeah, just some casting. No one will notice, or we don't need to talk about it.
1: Exactly. And I love it because so she plays a mom, she a boss, a wife. It's that trope, you know, where it's like, ooh, how do I balance my life? But she Mm -hmm. is How does she do it? I know. But I love it that she's a video game developer. She's the boss of a video game developing mm. company, and she has two kids and a baby, and a husband, and her and her parents live. So it's like you know, it's kind of it's turning that trope on its head in a in a yeah. very relatable way, which I feel like NBC has been. No, ABC is the one that's kind uh, of that okay. has blackish and that stuff. So it's sense. kind of good that NBC is getting into this. Oh, so
0: this is on NBC. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I wonder then if, like, because she works in the video game industry, if yeah. they will tackle tackle issues like GamerGate.
1: Probably, I think so. Be- especially because I think the executive producer is Amy Poehler, and I know that uh, Amy Poehler is not afraid to, you know, get into yeah the, those to things. go there. Mm-hmm. So this is a really kind of exciting show that I I'm excited to look into. All right, so let's move on to good old CBS again. Okay, every time you say it, I get a little nervous. Like my
0: asshole clinches a but little I mean, bit. All of these, but this is, is
1: a good list.
0: But, and this is a new CBS without
1: less yeah. moonvez. Yes, exactly. So um, Magnum PI is having a reboot. Oh, I saw a poster for that. And I believe the actor who's playing Magnum P.I. is Latinx. And so the character we're looking into is played by this actor, Tim Kang, and he's playing Detective Gordon. Katsumoto and um Gordon Katsumoto, who is suspicious of Magnum's casual attitude and presence at his crime scenes, but finds that he and Magnum are more alike than ever than than cared than he cares to admit, so he's like, you know, I'm the boss, but oh mm. you're doing all right, magnum, but <laughs> once again, I'm excited that we have two um leads of color,
0: yeah,
1: oh, that's you know, so. mm-hmm. Okay, so this one, I'm actually pretty excited about. I haven't watched it yet. I need to watch it because it looks weird as hell. It's that, um, it's on Netflix and it's called Maniac. Oh, I started watching it. It is weird. So it has Emma Stone and, um, what's his face? Jonah something? Super Bad. Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. So who's in it that I want to pay attention to is two people. First, it's directed by Carrie Joji Fukunaga, who Mm, um, did True Detective, Beast of No Nation, went to UC Santa Cruz, and is from the Bay Area. Hey, hey, got to support. Hey, banana slug. Look him up. He's very attractive. Um, Not that that matters, but that's also-
0: (laughs) But then I can just <laughs> no, it does for me because then as I'm watching it, I can just imagine his sexy ass behind the camera. So then it's like he's sitting with me because I'm like, this is where he was when he was watching this.
1: I know. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Whatever helps. Let me have my fantasy. I'm a single man. (laughs) Okay, so the actress that I want to point out is Sonoya Mizuno. And Mm -hmm. you may know Sonoya Mizuno from Crazy Rich Asians. She played the bride um, getting married in The Big Wedding. And she was also in Ex Machina as the dancing um, robot lady. Um, I'm excited about this Because I feel like she's probably gonna get a bigger role Than just like Scene decoration bride lady Or dancing robot Cause yeah. she plays Dr. Fujita And Dr. Fujita Is the empathetic assistant Of the ruthless Dr. Mantle Ray So Oh yeah that is her I have watched the first two episodes that, That's okay, where I remember her from Yeah. So I hope that she has a bigger role Cause she deserves it She's been around for a minute and she needs to break out of those dancing robots scene decoration roles because I'm sure she has more to offer. All right. So we're going to get to a longtime favorite of mine. Um, This corny show on ABC that looks like it's trying to rival this is us. It's called. Oh, a I million, saw a poster for that. A <laughs> I know exactly little what things. you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. I'm glad that you had that scene. I haven't. I, I'm not, not seen a trailer. All no. I've seen is the poster, and I'm like, oh, hi, this is us, part two.
1: Yeah, basically, because it's just like some sad-looking adults hanging off of each other, <laughs> but staring. But one at- of the actors I know the exact Asian American actress who's on that, who you're going to talk
0: about. I don't remember her name, but I know that she was in Battlestar Galactica.
1: Yes, Park. Grace Park. She yes, is. And she back. used to be
0: on Hawaii 5.0 yes. and she left with Daniel Day Kim, was it? No. Yeah. yeah
1: because uh, okay. of money.
0: Because of money, because they realized the white actors were making more money than them and Which they is were like, awesome. this is stupid. And they said, hey, we want to make the same amount, otherwise we're going. And Les Moonves, I'm going to assume, was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now he gone and I'm glad that she
1: you know stand up for your principles and now she's back she's on a million little things and she's playing Catherine Kim on this show, Catherine Kim is a working mom trying to juggle her successful legal career and role as her family's sole breadwinner with her responsibilities Ooh. as a parent. So wow. no more space gotta... battles for you, no. Grace Park. <laughs> or chasing down
0: criminals. You are in grounded. Hawaii. You are. Yep. You gotta raise that family and go to work. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. I you know what? She is what makes me wanna come to that show. Me too. So good casting. Good casting. I love Grace Park. She's great.
1: Okay, so Murphy Brown has a revival. (gasps) Ooh, I've been wanting to watch this. I don't Mm -hmm. have CBS access. Oh, damn. It's on regular CBS oh well i don't have an excuse then yeah you <laughs> that don't. was my excuse i'm like that, i can't nope. watch it nope it's on regular <laughs> ass cbs i love murphy brown they have all of the original cast members which is exciting mm-hmm. because i grew up in a, in a murphy brown household but uh, they, as did i <laughs> they um added a new character so the actor huh. playing this new character his name is nick donai And Nick Donai plays social media director Pat Patel who's tasked with bringing Murphy and the team into the 21st century. So he plays your resident Mm -hmm. millennial to these people. Okay. He's the bridge. That's what, he's hes my gateway back
0: into this crazy world of Murphy Brown.
1: And plus, Murphy Brown was not a diverse show, so I'm glad that they <laughs> it added some yeah. people of color. <laughs>
0: mm, yeah, see, CBS, because my grandmother was, my grandmother loved CBS. She was a CBS woman, mm. and so I would, you know, watch some of these shows, but I'd be like, Grandma, you know, we're not diversity. But yeah,
1: yeah. But <laughs> I, I do appreciate,
0: but when it, I feel like growing up, Murphy Brown was also a show that was like on the, it was definitely left-leaning. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely
1: left leaning super radical super yeah. like cutting edge so I think because it was a big gonna- scandal that she had like
0: she was an un, she had a kid without Having a thought Like being married
1: Yeah Speaking of single of- parents The next show That we're talking about Is single parents It's on ABC <laughs> Great segue <laughs> I You know I had to gotta keep this train of moving Um This show is I think Taryn Killiam He's from SNL He's going to be leading it oh, But who yeah. I want to talk about Is this character Jake Um Called Miggy And it's played by the actor Jake Choi Who is a 20 year old Sleep devised Deprived dad raising a baby boy after the mother departs for college and leaves him to parent their son alone, which I don't quite get because I know it's about kids in elementary school. So I don't understand how him with a baby ends up hanging how does out with he these fit other parents. In? But yeah. I do want to point out that Jake Choi has also made news because he has recently come out as sexually fluid. So, oh, good for him. Yeah, not only is he um, a um, POC, he is also a queer POC. So He's part of the fam. Hey, give hey. Give Jake Choi some props. Now, this is for um, those of us that should be getting excited by a little return, another return person to see... And this is from your weird Facebook TV. (laughs) Oh God. Facebook TV. Don't forget.
0: I was like, I forgot that even existed. (laughs) See, it hasn't hit my brain yet that it's a thing.
1: Well, (laughs) you should check it out because our girl Kelly Marie Tran from Star (sighs) Wars is back.
0: Yay. And she's going to be, she's
1: on the show. Sorry for your loss. She's playing Jules Shaw. Um, who is basically um, the sister of a young uh-huh. woman, Lee Shaw, who um, loses her husband, is a widow. And so she plays the sister. And um, Jules is a recovering drug addict who's coming off a stint in rehab. She's fighting day by day to maintain her sobriety, but also struggling to evolve out of the role of a well meaning disaster in her family. So, lot of layers. She's not playing yeah. one note in this. No, she's playing a lot of notes.
0: She's I playing know. all the notes.
1: Mm-hmm. She got, she got a lot to do in that one. So it's gonna be very different than Rose. Space Battles. Was it Rose? Yeah. yeah. That was it. Rose
0: Ty- Tycho. Rose mm-hmm. Tycho. Mm-hmm. Which I hope maybe this helps bring her because see those. See this is going back to the Russian bots. They helped chase her off of Twitter because Russian bots would instigate horribly racist shit and then the real racist would take it up and, mm. and she left Twitter
1: yeah well you know what let's go watch facebook watch just to support some kelly marie tran you know what i wasn't here for facebook watch but i will i i'm here now Do yeah. I have to, is this is included in my free facebook account i have now no I have to idea upgrade
0: i have no idea oh see they getting us
1: yeah, i don't know okay last one this is for all of my dc universe people not me. Well, you were about to jump ship a couple episodes ago. So, I don't... hey, okay, all right, yeah. What's the show? What's the show? So the show is called Titans, and Titans is basically um, based off of the comic series Teen Titans, where Robin mm-hmm. leads um, a bunch of other superheroes, young young superheroes, into their like own Beast Boy and Cyborg and Star Star Girl mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Starfire. Exactly. So you know. Mm-hmm. I so, know though. I do um, love me some
0: Teen Titans. <laughs>
1: oh you do? Okay, good. So, I love Teen Titans. <laughs> um, so basically in this live action version of Titans, because there's I think there's the cartoon Teen Titans too, which is the same sort of iteration. But mm-hmm. um Ooh, Ryan nice Potter, the actor, plays Beast Boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he he's all into greened all kinds of things. Up. Yeah, <laughs> they have a uh,
0: not to steal the sh- sunshine, but the girl who plays Starfire is a black girl.
1: Right? That, how is that stealing? They can both exist and in okay, fact. Okay, well, it's I know it's, we
0: have we have a focus on uh, we're focusing on our Asian American celebrating our Asian American actors, um, yeah. but she's there too. But I'm and just she glad she also
1: got a lot of hate. I'm I'm just glad that when there is a show that has multiple people of color because mm. that's how the world is it shouldn't just be tokenized so i'm glad especially that they got when they're star playing, fi- yeah when they're playing like aliens or just like mutants and creatures
0: like it can't everybody get in the game Mm-hmm. so true
1: anyways that's the list yay, yay. watch the tv shows mm. enjoy them
0: well thank you because now i've been seeing all those posters and i had no idea what any of these shows were about and now i know
1: yeah you're welcome I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne, and justice is within your reach. My mom refuses to take my phone calls. My boyfriend says I should take our cats with me to graduate school, but I think he should keep
0: them. In the court of Judge John Hodgman, justice rules. My partner's board game collection is out of control.
1: My sister won't stop stealing my clothes.
0: I'm Judge John Hodgman. I'm tough, but fair. fair. I'll bring you justice, and I'm only a click away.
1: Tipping, automotive etiquette, siblings, roommates. If you've got a case, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. Judge John Hodgman is tough, but
0: fair. Subscribe to the podcast today. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Queer the vote, queer the vote. Queer, 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 queer the vote. And Naki, I'm here to not only rock your vote, but we're going to queer your vote up. Okay, cool. Tell me about it. So, going off of last week, are uh, getting you energized to vote. And now you're like, "Well, James, now I'm I am i am getting involved in the elections, but like who should I support? Is there anybody who are their LGBT candidates?" And thanks to Shonda Rhimes again, going back to Shonda Land today. Yeah, uh, she posted blog. a great list of uh, yeah, she uh, she's such a busy woman. I there are a record number of lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender candidates who are running for office in November. We're calling awesome. it a rainbow wave, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, cool. So, more than 400 LGBTQ plus people running for office. So it's record number. Wow. I... And of course, because, you know, a lot of these candidates are actually running for state offices, I and it's a pri- priority for activists who say, um, you know, there's many civil rights battles that still are looming ahead, and some of them are even right, running in states where, you know, there are more than, in 2017, 120 bills described as anti-LGBT um, and were introduced across 30 different states. So there was a lot of, just because gay marriage has passed, like there are literally people who are just trying to dismantle and chip away at our rights in the same way that, you know, the Voting Rights Act has continuously been shipped away and the Supreme mm. Court did not choose to uphold that because right. elections have consequences. So like one of the Supreme Court justices literally said, like, I forget, but it was like 14 words that summarized, like, we don't really need this anymore. The Voting Rights Act. And it's like, mm, the Voting Rights Act, like. It works, and that's why there's not been these issues. You take that away, and right. then now we're going back to where we were before. Like you can't take exactly. a law. You can't say, "Oh well, everything's working, so we don't need that anymore." No, it's working because, because we, have, we that. have it. Yeah. Um. So I, th- I want to point out some different. I oh, and also too, I just heard about this that I the Trump administration is denying visas to same sex, uh, partner ambassadors. So mm, mm-hmm. ambassador. Part- that. Yeah, crazy, right? So mm-hmm. again, to me it just like these subtle things when you when you look at them isolated it doesn't look like a big deal. But to me, this is all stuff to me that it reminds me of the pink triangle and the things that led to that. Right. You know, you take, Mm -hmm. take away little small things. And then when you start taking away little small things that different groups have the rights to, well, then it's easier to push them away. You know, And and their focus has really been, how can we deport different groups of people? Yeah, that's where it's really where they've really been starting. And so the people essentially ambassadors have until the end of this year to get married. Their argument is that, well, we want to permit this for, you know, uh, male female relationships and, you know, equal protection of the law. And it's like, okay, yeah, but some of these people come from countries where they can't get married. So they're not able to get legally married. Then they're being sent home to a country where it's illegal for them to be them.
1: It's just so, bullshit. It's horrible yeah. and bigoted. Yep. Yep. So
0: it's like, again, you know, we got to we got to get out to the polls. Not only that, we got to get some of these awesome people elected. Two things I want to point out before I, I point out some of these uh, representatives is uh, Run for Something is an organization. They have, um, I went to a meetup of theirs. And through that, I got linked up with a candidate that I'm going to help uh, canvas for. And I-, awesome. I run, yeah, and they have a bunch of meetups coming up around the country. Run for something started in two thousand seventeen, and like, and they now have like over four hundred candidates who are running for local and state legislatures. And um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, she came yes. out a run for something. Mm, so nice. it's really cool to see in this one year what this organization has done and they've essentially been able to link people who've wanted to run with people who have a who want to help other people run so yeah. there's room and space for everybody here um and make sure so they have a list of candidates so i would check and see if there's any candidates that are running in your election and follow those people up on mm. their social media because we've got to be like evangelists for these people repost what it is that they're talking about get their names out there yes. so that when people go to the polls they'll be voting for them like sharing pictures and things that they're posting that's like a really easy way to get uh, involved um and also like Phone banking, canvassing, all that stuff works. Also, swingleft.org has a really great – their website's really dope. You'll type in your zip code, and it'll show you campaigns near Mm -hmm. you that you can either donate to, do phone banking for, canvas for, when they're doing canvassing. It's a Mm. really cool setup. So, hi, 2018. Uh, That's awesome. So, getting to some of our – these are – I'm going to be talking about just queer women. In this uh, conversation, so there's Alexander Chan, Alexandra Chandler. She's Mm -hmm. running in Massachusetts House of Representatives. Okay. She, uh, former military intelligence, former military intelligence analyst. So already, I'm like, yes, right? Yeah, no, that's
1: big wig
0: came out as transgender in 2006, all the mm-hmm. snaps, and I know that she was really nervous at first about coming out, but I guess she had really great support there oh, in the it. intelligence, like her, her boss was like full and full support, so I thought it was really Excellent. dope. Oh, that's
1: She's awesome. running
0: on a platform of progressive ideals including paid family leave and affordable healthcare. Mm-hmm. There's Lupe Valdez, a four-term Dallas County sheriff, mm-hmm. uh, running down there in Texas. Okay, sheriff. The Democratic Yeah, and clinched the Democratic nomination for Texas governor uh, back in May. So Lupe is running for governor in Texas. And if she wins, she'll be the state's first Latina governor and first openly gay governor.
1: Oh, wow. Um, yeah, got to get her in Texas, no less, too.
0: Right? See? Te- don't be fooled. Texas is not what we thought, used to think she was um, Exactly She did come under some scrutiny scrutiny uh, As sheriff but Politics back when she was sheriff there was a Scandal of some sorts but I don't care Whatever oh. people, people have things I. She's probably better than the other Republican Persons so mm. going for it There's Lauren Bayer floor, Running in Florida 18 when it's a number what does that mean It's like Florida 18th house District. Flo- oh, Florida's 18th district for the House of Representatives. Oh, yeah. Nika, you are so on top of it. Well, you know, she- she's got a great story. So after Donald Trump won the presidency in 2016, Lauren. Uh-huh former senior advisor to secretaries of state Hillary Clinton and John Kerry and to U.S. Uh, and to U.S. ambassador to uh, United Nations Samantha Power. Wow. She moved with her wife and daughter back to Palm Beach County okay. uh, where she grew up with her family and her family owns like a furniture business there. And she was like, I got it. After Donald Trump was elected, she's like, I got to run for office. So she went back home. Nice. And get she motivated. That, right. And, like, I mean, she's been around in politics, like, knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And she said, that, I felt our values and institutions were under threat, and I knew I needed to stand up and fight. Good. She told that to Cosmopolitan. So oh, go good. ahead, Cosmopolitan. Getting Finally, scoop.
1: get rid of those sex tips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a scoop by uh, Teen Vogue, because you know they'd be on I it. I mean, they are on it. That Teen Vogue yeah. knows what's up. <laughs> they do. So she's also rallying for affordable health care, gun Good. safety message, messages, measures, job yeah. creation, and hopes to unseat Republican Brian Mast.
1: I hope she does. Right. Vote. There is Gina
0: Ortiz Jones. Gina Ortiz Jones, uh-huh. uh, Texas uh, House of Representatives, Texas twenty three. How did you say that? You said it so it's brilliantly. A district. Like that. Ah the 23rd district I yeah. uh, in yeah so she's a before, she's a former air force intelligence officer Oh wow indeed now- Right? Nabbed the Democratic nomination in March when she beat out four other candidates. So it was working for it. And then Jones grew up in this district and when asked why she decided to put her name on the bat, she told the Huffington Post, getting that scoop scoop, there's a point where you just ask yourself the question, can I fo- afford not to do this? I mm. think like a lot of women, you're done assuming that somebody is going to do that for you, do for you, which you can do for yourself.
1: Oh, amen. And...
0: If she wins in November, Jones will represent a slew of firsts for a uh, Texas congressperson. She's going to be the first lesbian, first Filipina-American, and first I- Iraq War veteran. Wow, damn. Right? Mm-hmm. I, especially, I love, like, I don't know, I love, I really do really love people who've gone. Gotten- I don't know. People who've done like military service and who go into Congress and that sort of stuff. Like, I really, I don't, I really love. I love, I love a diverse group. In my, yeah. <laughs> I, um, but I, I love a diverse group of you know Congress people. Like, I, I you know, there was a guy in Fahrenheit eleven nine who's like this really you know tough military guy, but he's a Democrat and like just he, he, I don't know in the, him in Congress with the woman who's also a chicken farmer? Like, I'm like, yes. Like, you want... Yeah, because it's
1: breaking the stereotypes. It's breaking the mold. You're, like, saying not everybody who served in the military is going to be a conservative Republican. Like, you can form different ideals from that type of service. And it's nice because it's, like, I feel like so much is hung up on the shoulders of veterans. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, don't kneel because you're disrespecting the veterans. No, let a veteran talk, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. And, like, also, too, like, I actually do think it's important to, like, I do want, like, I love me some liberals, and love me some Democrats, but I wouldn't want, like, a completely all-liberal and democratic house. I do believe that it's important to have those systems of checks and balances. Um, so... But as long as they're not like I hate black people and gay people and women, that's you know a, a sensible Republican is always I think helpful to have in my opinion.
1: Uh, so we yeah. also have, remember, Angie Qu- guys, we have differing opinions. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is that like it would this
0: podcast wouldn't work well if we also just always agreed on, I mean, that's the point of living in a democracy is that it's okay for on for to have a government where there's differences of opinions that we don't have to agree on everything and I think that we are better from having differences of opinions because metal sharpens metal, you know, and you get those stronger arguments out there and we find the best ideas to uh, create the best world that we possibly can have. Mm. So we have Angie Craig, uh, she is uh, the Minnesota House of Representatives running again. Uh, She's running again. Last time she she ran, she lost by only two points. So I think there's a lot of good faith that I think this time she can do it around. Two points, not a lot. And I think she's learned a lot from her last campaign. This one is for you, California. Eyes up. So, House of Representatives, you have Katie Hill.
1: Mm -hmm. Katie
0: Hill runs a homeless services nonprofit and runs a is running for office against Republican incumbent Steve Knight in an attempt to flip the House. But the 30-year-old Hill took the comment seriously and entered the race. Uh, the National Democratic Party also had their sights set on this seat as well. Um, and so sort of like the establishment people were trying to eye this. And she stepped up to the plate and she was like, nope, going for this. And this it's, um you know, she says, I'm young, I'm a woman, I'm LGBTQ, I think she's bisexual, I'm one of the California seats that's going to be getting tons and tons of attention, and I'm a new face for politics. And hmm. she says that we're providing an inside look into what politics looks like in the post-Trump movement. So, what
1: district is she in, do you know?
0: Uh, it's the 25th district in California. I am okay. not sure, Yeah. Okay. There's also I uh, Christine Hauquist in running uh, for Vermont governor potentially the first trans governor mm. endorsed by Obama
1: Nice. Go, Obama.
0: Yeah, right? There's Mm -hmm. also uh, Lori Birch in the House of Representatives in Texas. The looking out for her in the 3rd District. Joan Green in Arizona in the 5th District for the House of Representatives. She's a small business owner. Running to unseat incumbent Representative Andy Biggs, who has previously called Gay Marriage... An affront to millions of Americans who believe in marriage between man and a woman. So Yuck, get that guy out of here. Get that guy out of office. And then uh Sharice Davids was is a honey, honey attorney and former MMA fighter, served mm, as a White House fellow in Obama's administration and a member of the Ho-Chunk Nation. Mm, Sweet. Cool. And last two, we have Jamie McCloyd Skinner running for the House of Representatives in Oregon in the 2nd uh, second, second District. First lesbian elected to the Santa Clara City Council. She won the Democratic primary in May and will run against 10-term incumbent GOP representative Representative Greg Walden and Independent Mark Roberts in November. 10 terms? Mm. That is too many. Yeah, I, no one to... needs to have... No one needs to have 10 terms. That is too much. Yeah. And then rounding us up, we have Kathy Ellis, who is in the House of Representatives running in the 8th District, a psychotherapist and addiction counselor. Kathy Ellis decided to run for Congress after attending the Women's March in, back in 2017. And she says, I tell people all the time and in my work that if you have to get into ac- that, you have to get into action, you have to do something. So I decided to follow
1: my own voice. Well, right on. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Well,
0: well I awesome. love it's like all of those women are just come from so many. I love hearing the different backgrounds that all these women have, like having a, a psychotherapist and right. you know someone who's sort of in the military. Different people because it just like our government will be strengthened from having people from different walks of life. And like you said, it's sort of cracking that mold and this idea that everyone has to have gone to like you know it needs to be like a attorney or a political like you know science person. Like we need. Right. A representation of all the different voices and workers of America from union workers to people who work in retail to just everybody of all different walks of life so go ahead and look and see how you can get involved in any of these elections and uh, donating but you can phone bank from anywhere uh, if there's any of these candidates who sound really interesting to you uh, again like I said follow them on social media repost anything that they say get these uh, people's names out into the lexicon so people will know exactly who to vote for
1: Yay, go vote. Yeah, so we have reached the end of the show. This is it. This is it. But there's a few
0: other things before we go. Uh, if you would like to write us a review, we would love it. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had any reviews or love on the iTunes is it Apple, iTunes? Apple Podcasts? The Apple one. Uh, I don't know what the kids are calling it. But I uh, it mm-hmm. does help us to find, it does help other people find our show. We really appreciate it and uh, it's great to hear from you.
1: Yeah, and actually you guys have been doing really awesome with the tweets. We've been getting a lot of different tweets coming in um, really excited. One is from at Moonglasses 89 says Minority Corner absolutely screaming in agreement with this episode. Also to everyone else in Texas. Hashtag vote for Beto. Yeah. And then there's he's, he's another five one. points behind. So I uh, He's close. He's close. You can do it. Yeah. You can so do it, guys. There's another one, too, um from at JBQ saying, hey, y'all, just thought I'd recommend a way less problematic dating sim that just got funded on Kickstarter. Um, there is LGBT, POC, and plus-size representation. And if you don't want to date, that's fine. You could be single and adopt a cat, and the link is there. Mm. Um, I will retweet it. So if you follow us on Minority Corner with a K on Twitter, you'll be able to find that link as well. And that's oh. in response to... Supreme courtship, so let's not ah. support that but let's support the <laughs> other thing. Ooh, that's cool I always love it when y'all
0: tweet out like something that like I'm like, ooh, I could use that. Thank you Yeah, that's so helpful. exactly.
1: Yeah, thank you <laughs> and there's some other tweets in there too so you guys keep tweeting us it's actually pretty exciting it's love nice. it when you get involved in the conversation and also
0: a little plug if you're going to if you're in the New York area I have another stand up show coming up at the Broadway Comedy Club on October 27th it'll be at 6pm uh, you can get VIP tickets reserved for you if you call you have to call, use your phone as a phone you have to pretend like it's the 90s to get this uh, VIP ticket and you have to call 212 two five two two three six nine and we'll uh put that in the show notes as well again that's on october 27th at the broadway comedy club come see me do some stand-up comedy
1: go see it and don't forget to join facebook's minority corner playground corner kids playground it's People are still sharing, having conversations going, talking to each other about topics, commiserating. It's a place to join, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. And that's um, it.
1: Yeah. And a big thanks to Brown for giving
0: us that awesome music for these 149 episodes. And a big yeah, thank and- you to our amazing editor, Wooda.
1: Yes, thank you. <laughs> and thank you all so much for listening to Minority Corner. Because together... We're the majority. majority. Love y'all. Bye.
0: Maximumfun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Listener supported.